This is for the kids. This is for the community. Our main goal, our main focus is to put on a show for our future, you know. And they're the ones coming up in this and filling up our, our shoes. From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. Friday night saw Team Juno go up against Team World for the Juno Huskies alumni game. The alumni game served as a fundraiser to help pay for new equipment and other expenses for the Juno Huskies. Team Juno was comprised of players from in town, with Team World being made up of alumni players who came back to Juno to play the game. While the game started high energy with both teams having strong defense, Team Juno would make the first score of the game during the second quarter, making the score zero going into halftime. News of the North spoke with the coaches of both teams to see how they were feeling going into the second half. First was Team Juno. You, you always want to draw first blood. Um, so that, that was great. It was a great feeling when, you know, it was only three, but, I mean, for first points, first points. Then Team World gave their take. Yeah, well, it, I didn't like how the score was, but it was good to get in there to put uh, help wherever I could, you know. Most of our guys were going down, and I'm like, oh, boy, I better step in and start filling in some gaps. Right. So it felt pretty good getting in there, getting whatever plays I could. The coaches didn't just stay on the sidelines. They also played during the second half of the game. The final score saw Team Juno take the win 11-0. The state Supreme Court offered new insight into the 2021 dispute that brought Alaska to shutdowns of Brink. During that dispute, the Alaska legislature had approved a state budget but failed to reach the supermajority threshold needed to approve the, quote, effective date clause that was needed for the budget to take effect in July 1, the start of the state's fiscal year. Lawmakers, anticipating the failure of the supermajority vote, had inserted a retroactivity clause in an attempt to get around it, but Governor Mike Dunleavy labeled the budget defective and called for further work. Legislators took until June 28th, just three days before a possible shutdown, before resolving the situation. But in the meantime, Attorney General Treg Taylor filed a lawsuit against the Legislative Affairs Agency, the legislature's administrative department, in order to seek a legal conclusion regarding the effect of the retroactivity clause from the Alaska Supreme Court. A month after the budget dispute was resolved, justices said Taylor's lawsuit was barred by a clause of the Alaska Constitution that forbids the governor from suing the legislature. In their decision this week, justices said Taylor's lawsuit was, quote, substantively indistinguishable from a lawsuit brought by the governor. Attorney General Taylor's suit was an action brought in the name of the state against the legislature, forbidden by Article 3, Section 16 of the Alaska Constitution. The court didn't address the legality of the legislature's strategy to bypass the effective date clause, the original reason for the lawsuit. That remains an unresolved issue. You can read more about this on our website, KINYradio.com. And as a reminder, daytime pedestrian access to the Basin Road Trestle Bridge has been extended through tomorrow. The Basin Road Trestle Bridge will be closed to all traffic including pedestrians between the hours of 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., seven days a week, from June 1st to June 11th due to structural repair work. Pedestrian traffic will be allowed during off-work hours with a temporary footbridge spanning the work zone. There may be periods of full-time closure if work and impacts to structural conditions require it. During work hours, the Perseverance Trail system will primarily be available on the Flume Trail, which is accessible from Evergreen Avenue. 
Be advised that hiking out of the trail system via Basin Road may not be accessible. Please plan your recreational activities accordingly and travel safely. Coming up next on News of the North. Yesterday was Memorial Day, a day to honor our soldiers who are no longer with us. And the Coast Guard suspended its search at sunset Monday for four missing individuals in the water near Sitka. Those stories next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Yesterday was Memorial Day, a day to honor our soldiers who are no longer with us. Senator Lisa Murkowski released a statement marking the day. Over the course of more than two centuries, countless Americans have given what President Lincoln called the last full measure of devotion, their lives, to protect our nation and uphold its ideals. Memorial Day is an occasion to remember all who laid down their lives so that we could go on with our own and to reflect on what their service has meant to our nation. Ahead of Memorial Day, members of the American Legion Post 25 and the veterans of Foreign Wars Top 559 came onto Action Line and talked on its history. American Legion member Bill Glutton talked on the origins of Memorial Day. The beginnings of Memorial Day date back to 1868 when General John Logan declared uh, the day for the purpose of uh, strewing grave sites of the fallen from the Civil War with flowers. And it was, uh, originally it was called uh, Decoration Day. And um, it became more formally recognized under uh, Lyndon, uh, President Lyndon Johnson in 1966. And then it became an official, I think in 71 was it, uh, an actual Memorial Day. And it was designed uh, specifically to honor the fallen. And uh, in defense of this country in all of the wars, not just the Civil War. Veterans of Foreign Wars' Dan McCrumman added some additional context. And to put that a, a little bit into context, uh, in the Civil War, had the greatest number of military deaths of any of the wars that we've been involved in, and it was a little over 2% of the population of this country at that time uh, were in the military and, and uh, died as a, as a result of the war. So that's, you know, you think about that, that's, uh, that's a lot of people. Here is another portion of Senator Murkowski's statement. Alaska has long been home to a significant number of military personnel and their families. The service members who stationed in our state have storied histories in World War II, the Cold War, the Vietnam War, the War on Terror, and many other theaters and conflicts. We are proud of that, and we are grateful, these heroes and patriots, for stepping up and protecting and defending us, both in peacetime and in war. The Coast Guard suspended its search at sunset Monday for four missing individuals in the water near Sitka, Alaska. The Coast Guard recovered one deceased individual Sunday evening and located the vessel partially submerged off Low Island, approximately 10 miles west of Sitka. The search for the four unaccounted for individuals was suspended at approximately 9.30 p.m. on Monday. Watch standards at Sector Juno received a phone call Sunday evening from Kingfisher Charters reporting a 30-foot aluminum charter vessel was overdue with five people aboard, including one master and four passengers. The vessel was last seen underway Sunday afternoon. Anyone with information is requested to contact Coast Guard Sector Juno at 907-463-2890. Coast Guard crews searched a total of approximately 825 square miles over the course of more than 20 hours, utilizing both air and vessel 
search crews. Captain Darwin Johnson, captain of the Port Southeast, Alaska, said despite our best efforts and those of several partner agencies, we were not able to find the four remaining individuals. Suspending a search is never an easy decision, and we extend our deepest sympathy to the loved ones during this difficult time. Our sincere thanks to the community partners and the Good Samaritan vessels who rapidly responded to help in the search. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.